We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we be. found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a cover as a man. We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world that can stop with violence and the violence shall take it by force. Coffee. And cults. <sighs> Hi, listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where once a month we meet, drink coffee and talk cults, sects and fringe religious movements from around the world. Please be aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners, as it will contain strong language. And I don't think we have any other content warnings today, which is very nice for all of us. Uh, Welcome to episode 50. This is a huge milestone for us and... This episode, we're bringing you something a little bit different. So if you're new here, this isn't our usual format. Um, And if you're not new here, then it's something a bit new for you. Um, We've been going on some road trips. So thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers for making all of this possible. Um, And we're going to be bringing you this episode in three parts. So part one, this one, is going to be our visit to the Soul Therapy Centre in Glastonbury, which is founded by the actual <laughs> Jesus Christ on Earth, the Buddha Maitreya. And then we visit the Kadampa Buddhist Meditation Centre for part two. And then part three is going to be a deep dive into both of those groups where we'll just be talking about their history and why we're including them in this podcast about cults. So I'll stop talking. Let's get on with it. In just a moment, you will join John and myself standing outside the Soul Therapy Centre in lovely Glastonbury. We love you. Buddha Maitreya, the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. Oh, it says £35. For an hour. I don't want an hour. I reckon we can do a short. Yeah. Oh, but that's the... This is the pyramid. Lovely. Yeah. We are just looking in the windows. Oh, nice. £10, 15-minute healing meditation. Buddha Maitreya, the Christ Shambhala Metatron Meditation Pyramid, is formed from the two large tetrahedrons that emerged, forming a six-pointed star at the base. A tetrahedron sits at each of the six points of the star, and a Maitreya solar cross hangs in each corner tetrahedron. And listeners, what we can see from the outside is that it's a big triangle that looks like it's made of tent poles with lots of little triangles. Um, Oh, great. Jesus, Buddha and Krishna are incarnations of the same being. They are currently incarnated as Buddha Maitreya the Christ. Meditate live with Buddha Maitreya at his website. Okay. Oh, wow. John, have you got a picture of this? It's seeing eye drawing. You've been allowed to stand on the rugs and have it in with all the pyramids. The noise you can hear in the background is the Buddha Maitreya speaking. There is Borsin in the cabinet, and that is the least relaxed I've ever felt. (laughs) How do you feel? Extra relaxed. Yeah. 
Okay, we've just got out and I have never felt less relaxed in my entire life. John's looking shocked because I think John was relaxed. No, oh, no, 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 I was no. going to say. Were you incredibly tense as well? I was so unbelievably tense. And then she walked through the room, and I will post a picture of the room because you know I took one, John. Um, she walked through the room, and then I could smell like gravy. Could you smell? I thought it, I thought it was like bacon or something. She oh. definitely got herself a, something out of the <laughs> She made a snack. And, and we've way... been in such nice smelling places yeah. here all day, Sam. The... And I just spent the whole time going, is that bacon? Is that like oh. or something? I thought it was like sage and onion. Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was... Maybe like a. Yeah. A stuffy. Um, oh, I'm very really, funny. I really like meditation, Sam. I find it really useful. <laughs> I love meditating. I felt that was not meditating. Nothing. <laughs> I felt nothing the at all. The room was cold. It smelled of meat. <laughs> <laughs> and, but and also the the um, the never-ending stream of bullshit that was in your ears as well. Like talking I, about my I, inner cleavage and my outer, <laughs> you cleavage. Have a good inner and outer cleavage. Thank you. Did um, you have a cleavage chat? Track of that a little bit because I yeah. couldn't concentrate on it. Also, did they run like a coffee grinder at some point and then there was Yeah, yeah, some there was banging. Door flapping yeah. around. I had to so you will see on the picture listeners um that oh, that looks like a nice supermarket. Wow. Um not that <laughs> you will see <laughs> all, the, all unique yeah. listeners in our shop review <laughs> um, that we were wearing large uh, headphones mm-hmm. and so I was wearing mine like you see when people are on like X Factor or Drag Race and they need to hear the track oh, yes. so having it on the side oh, I did was... briefly hear a conversation between her and the other more miserable woman oh yeah which was, which was either something like it's been a very slow day or it's been a very <laughs> difficult day oh no um Oh, they are, oh, um, and they left the price tag on one of my um, objets, my holding objets, which was three hundred and twenty-five pounds for just I, one. For just one. One yeah. of the handholds. Oh wow! I think we've run out of shops this time. We've run out of Let's shops. Go. Let's wander back down. Yes. Um, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see what I got from my recording. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, so we'll we'll talk a bit in a bit more detail about what the experience was like blow by blow listeners but this is our first uh, first reactions you know how we love a hot take <laughs> yeah that was the least relaxing yeah. meditation ever <laughs> it was awful. that's our review was, that's yeah. our review um, um, cool okay bad. we'll give you a proper account in a minute listeners we'll be back we love you we love you bye, bye. so we've had our hands pendulumed yeah. We've had our meridians and etheric fields completely healed. A hundred percent. The I, I don't I can't remember which hand I had to. Oh no, I did notice that um, Kathy was also wearing an Apple Watch. So like for all the spiritualism, she still wanted something else to monitor her heart rate. Interesting. Like a health monitor. Yeah. Anyway. Again, there's clearly some money in this uh, yeah. in this group, right? And yeah, and uh, using a MacBook and an iPhone. So it justifies the cost of those £300 dumbbell things. Yeah, that's clearly where a lot of the money is uh, is going. Um, so at this point, we were able to ask a few more questions about... Um, oh, no, I'm getting this in the wrong order. We went into the bedroom first, didn't we? No, you, no, you didn't. You asked some more questions. You said, um, oh, so how long have you been here? And that's when she started telling us about how Jesus spent a lot of time in Glastonbury. Yep. <laughs> So, 
both of us in the past have done a little bit of improv and that meant that we were really able and willing to yes and uh, what we were told, um, which is that there'd been a center for the Buddha Maitreya um, here since the early 90s. Um, and that the reason that the center was built here was because obviously this is where Jesus had come uh, the first time to set up his first church. And for a minute in my head, I went, oh, so he set this place up before he set up the place in California. I wonder how this American guy ended up before. But no, she meant Jesus when he was here the first time round. Yeah, as in as in OG Jesus from the Bible, Jesus. 800 yards, keep right. Who she also told us had actually, after the crucifixion, gone to live in India and had died in India many years later. Yeah, and that, that bit's not in the Bible, but you can read it. She didn't tell us where, <laughs> but you can. Yeah, um, and that he'd spent 18 years in India um, earlier in his life, which I have heard before. I've seen a book um, that talks about um, the the possible fact that Jesus went off and lived in India at some point in the bit of his life that's sort of unaccounted for um, in the Bible. Um, all of which is kind of interesting, but contrary, but... I think this is my my takeaway from it is that she was so it was great in that she just told us things but she told them with such an air of like casual this is obvious I don't need to convince you of this like the first thing she said to us when she greeted us was this is the place of um of our founder who is the reincarnation of Jesus Christ Oh yeah, fully like that was the casually... third sentence she said to us as we stepped in off the street. I went through a, a whole load of fun facial expressions, working out which one was correct. Like I did consider for a minute being like, "Oh my god, what? We're like Jesus? What?" It was so Wait. hard to judge what the right reaction was. I think <laughs> I just did like thoughtful kind of nodding because I couldn't work out what. Uh, and I, but you know, because we sort of knew that about this anyway. I couldn't work out what a normal person who just wandered in, yeah. what their reaction to that would be. I think I said, "Oh wow." <laughs> <laughs> hmm, interesting. Wow. Um, so yeah, so she told us a bit more about Jesus's biography, but that when he came here the first time around um, as Jesus, um, before going back to India, he'd set up a church here then. And he'd, I didn't quite follow this, Sam. He'd done something, he'd meditated here and had therefore created an energy thing here, right? Yeah, he'd created, he'd created light here. And so a lot of their, uh, a lot of the items that this cult sell are about sacred light mm. because of how a crystal could refract the light, I guess. I don't know, I'm trying to help him here. Yeah. Um, but... She was like, oh, because Jesus had meditated here, he'd created light. But, you know, light doesn't always mean good things. And John, in his best improv, was like, yeah, light can attract shadows, right? And she was like, yeah. She was really, like, impressed with John's spiritual understanding of lights and shadows. Well, that's because, well, I think I have I told, I'm sure I've told the story on this podcast before of one of the previous times I went to Glastonbury and spoke to the woman in the scrying mirror shop. Do you remember that, Sam? Uh, I don't, but... So tell it again. I'll do 
I'll maybe I'll do the briefer version. Um, so when I was a student, I wrote a play about John Dee, who was an Elizabethan mathematician and astrologer and occult practitioner. <clears throat> um, and his thing was um, he would pay people who said they had visions to gaze into a scrying mirror um, and communicate with angels the idea being that the angels would tell them the secrets of science and maths and the universe cool okay so when i was in glastonbury once uh in one of the shops there was a cabinet full of scrying mirrors um which are basically we saw a couple of them in the where was that was that in the taxidermy shop No, it was in the other one, wasn't it? Wasn't it in the one where you bought the big blue round one? Wasn't it in there? Or maybe. Don't remember. Anyway, we saw a couple today. Um, it's basically just like a black plate. Yeah. Like a, a black mirror. A shiny black disc. Um, and the idea is that you gaze into those and have visions, which if you do it in a low light with a candle, you do, because that your brain starts to hallucinate, right? Yeah, it creates images <coughs> in the dark. Fun. Um... Anyway, so I was researching this play that was sort of about him and his life, which is bonkers. He gets sort of conned by one of the mediums that he employs, who then starts going, oh, the angels are telling me, John, that we should share wives. Um, and then they do, and then, yeah, their life gets very difficult. Um, so I'd been writing about the scrying mirror, but had never seen one or tried one. And there was one in this shop in Glastonbury, but it was in a locked glass cabinet. And so I asked the owner of the shop if I could have a look. So she came up and she opened it, put this black plate thing into my hand, and I looked at it, and she looked at me. And in this moment, Sam, I realized it's just a black shiny thing yes. that's reflective. Yeah. I'm not, like, I can't do anything now. I can't scry into it. I can't, I'm not gaining anything now by seeing it out of the cabinet. But I've gone to the trouble of getting it, and it's like £40, I think, for this black disc. Yeah. Um, so as I'm going, oh, shit, what do I do now? She goes, what kind of gazing do you do then? Oh, 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 oh no. Stargazing, <laughs> firegazing, watergazing, yeah. Uh, cloud gazing, I think she said. Ooh. To which I said, oh, I'm not a big gazer, really. <laughs> I'm just gazer. <laughs> which made my friend Kaylee laugh, who was looking at something around the corner. Um, and so um, I sort of... She then looked really crushed. So I went, oh, well, I, you know, I've, I've done bits of, like, dowsing and things like that. That's what I've been doing. Because I used to do that when I worked um, taking people to Stonehenge. Um and I went, you know, and I had, I, you know, I've enjoyed Stonehenge, although um, it's become a bit like the McDonald's of sacred sites, right? Because they just bust you around really quickly. To which she said, the single greatest thing anyone has ever said to me, Sam, where she went, well, it's because we're under attack, isn't it? But then we've always been under attack. It's like the dark things hanging in the sky above us. You must have seen that they're there. Okay. Do you mean spiders? Do you mean clouds? Did she give you any more clarity? No, but the impression I got was that it was like dark spirit things hanging over the town of Glastonbury. 
Maybe she had like cataracts or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Damp in her ceiling. Um, so yeah, so that's how I was able to relate to that. Uh, to that. You pulled it out so quickly, like oh yeah, because um, light attracts the shadows, doesn't it? It was like that's. I don't think that's exactly what you said, but something Kathy like, yeah. was fully sold. She was like, "Yep, yeah, this guy gets it." Not sure about this lady, me. Not sure about <laughs> me, but you know, this guy gets it. Um, and John was doing an excellent job of curiously, openly, sincerely looking around, um, and uh, walked in towards a room, and then looked at the floor and went, "Oh." Do I need to take my shoes off? She was like, not on the mats. So there's some very small mats on the ground that John carefully stepped on. So Kathy showed us this one room on the left that was like, oh, this is where we do our one hour uh, meditations for a price of £35. <laughs> and in this room, there is a very comfortable looking all white bed. Yeah. Inside a copper pyramid with uh-huh. wires sticking out of it with hundreds of these you know hundred pound crystal things wrapped into it like it was i reckon that was a good five grand's worth of their tech at least oh for sure um and yeah so like each um if you imagine a a triangle on the ground each corner of the triangle was raised by another Mm. kind of hexagon or something some sort of shape each shape was raised by another shape and then that was built into 3d with shapes on the top and dangly shapes did you notice there were some sort of fibonacci ones as well yeah lots of they really love their their shapes and geometry and and all of that kind of stuff um and so as we have a look in here um kathy goes into that room and sort of talks us through how everything is hooked up to wires None of it, she assured us, hooked up to the mains, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, because um, really proudly she told us that when you're holding these... Oh, what did she call them? She called them something, the little dumbbells. Oh, yeah, they weren't the weavers, were they? They were something else. No, I don't remember. But anyway, when you're holding these dumbbells, let's say for (laughs) argument's sake, that's what they're called. When you're holding the dumbbells, you create your own circuit. Wow. Um, and while you're lying on this bed, you can listen to the music also created by the Buddha Maitreya um, uh, that he records um, and puts out. And as she said, yeah, we close all the curtains for you. We leave you on your own and you can have a, an hour long um, meditation for, for £35. Um, and then I think she sensed from both of us that that hadn't like sparked an interest in us well there was one bed in the room and we were there together so and both of us were like oh okay do do you think we could have both got in the bed and done half price each snuggled up together that would have been cute um uh but i took this opportunity as she mentioned the buddha maitreya to go oh where is he from was that then that i asked that question um and she I think as she... Oh, it's interesting how my memory works. I think as she led us back into that main room, yeah. she went, oh, well, he um, he lives in California now. Let me show you. And yeah. she led us uh, to see this big image of their monastery in California, uh-huh. which was these... Uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six... Six to eight dome... Big dome buildings 
around a single pyramid-shaped building that must have been huge. How did, what did she say they were? Did she say they were 30... 35,000 square feet or something? Yeah. I don't know what that really means, but... Quite big. big, big buildings that are in this little compound where they make all of the weavers and jewellery and devices, uh, where he has a little TV studio to broadcast, she told us. Yeah, and that's where he uh, runs his services and records his music from as um, well. And where we, the monks and nuns, also go on retreat and, and monastery, yeah. um, um, she said. A quick side note, John, I don't know if you noticed, by the door there was an advert for a, an event with Buddha Betraya later in the month. It was on, like, the 26th. Um, and it had the costs on there for if you were going to be involved. Okay. So, um, and they called them offerings so an in-person offering to go and receive this service from actual jesus christ how much do you think Ooh. so is this just for the for the event of going and seeing him in california yes yeah so how much do you have to pay to get to get in to to for this off for this service how much do you have to pay five hundred dollars one thousand one hundred dollars I mean, you are paying to see the actual Jesus. But you've also got to pay for, like, your plane fare and your, um, I don't know, your travel insurance, whoever else. Yeah, Um, I want to cuddle him under a pyramid for uh, $1,000. Yeah, I want, like, an actual kiss on the cheek. Oh, Um, God, that'd be sweaty and moist and horrible. uh, A bit of coronation chicken left over. Um, But because of the, you know, we live in this modern world of 2023, um, they also have an online offering. How much do you think the online version was, John? $200. More? $400. $1,000. So it's actually only an extra $100 to go and see him in person. What the fuck? Yeah, that was it. Well, I don't think... Listeners, we love you, and thank you. This is a good moment to thank our patrons who've supported us for the travel and cost of going out to, to go on this little adventure today. Thank you so much for supporting us. If you'd like to support us in making this podcast, you can do that over there at patreon.com forward slash coffee and cults. Or if you'd like to give us a one-off donation, uh, pay for a cup of coffee for us while we record, you can do... Uh, donation of I think it's like three quid uh, on ko-fi-coffee.com forward slash coffee and cults um, but we love you too much listeners to spend a thousand pounds plus to go and see this yeah. compound in uh, in California if I ever happen to be in California I'll for sure make a little detour and go and look yeah, at it from to. a distance um, but Uh, John, is it time for us to talk about our meditation experience now? Well, I'm just going to briefly give us the final piece of biography where she very vaguely told us that he was actually born of Native American identity this time, which was beautifully unspecific. Yes, yeah, sure. Um... And again, not wanting to judge on appearance, he does not have the look at all of any First Nations ancestry. And no specific nation was mentioned. No, there was no, yeah, there was no specificity in it other than, like, he's not white, I promise. That's what it sounded like. Um, So we're then sort of looking around, and I'm trying to work out how to get us to what we know we want to do, which is a shorter meditation. And I think I then went, oh, can I look in this room as well? 
uh, and stepped in. Yeah. And then finally, I don't. Were you looking at something else, Sam? I, I, in my memory, I was alone with her at this yeah. moment. I was just looking at the various bits of um, garden ornaments. Yeah. 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 Um, and finally, as I looked in this room at the chairs, she went, "Oh, this is where we do our." 10 minute meditations yeah. and instantly I was like I was going to ask you if there was a short one that we could do yeah. and she went oh it's for it's for any donation we don't donation because uh, in fairness to them they seem to do some work um, locally giving out food and yeah. supposedly they also give out food in Nepal and maybe Tibet as well how legitimate that is I don't know but that's what they are nominally collecting the donations for yes Exactly, yeah. So they do appear to do some work locally, which is what we would then be in support of in the hopes. Um, so I'm trying to hide my enthusiasm and not be too excited. Um, but I went, oh, I, I definitely want to give it a go. Um, I wonder if my friend Sam will. Yeah. And that was the moment I realised that I'd used your real name straight out of the bat. And I'm sorry about that. That is okay. That's all right. But golly, did she remember it and use it every time subsequently. That went straight in her noggin. It was that straight bit of um, like NLP of using someone's yeah. name so that they agree with you. 100%. Um, so I call sales. Sam over yeah. and go, I think I want to have a go at this. Do you? Are you up for having a go? I was like, sure, fine. <laughs> she really wasn't enthused by me, no. uh, which is why I think she kept using my name to yeah. be like, oh, I want to um, engage this lady. And um, then she went, what's your name? And I begrudgingly told her ours. Sorry, listeners who've heard us visit Scientology uh, and 12 Tribes previously, who know normally uh, our aliases Rob and Emily go to these things. Yeah, but this time Sam and John thought they'd turn up, didn't they? Yeah, uh, although we didn't tell her exactly where we were from. We were a bit more vague with the, the region. Well done, Sam. The, the South. <laughs> um, so she says, great, well, we'll, we'll set you up. It's a 10-minute meditation. Um, and it was kind of odd, right? Because she just went, so um, it's easier to get in round here. Just sit down. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's no... We'd taken our shoes off, yeah. um, so we didn't upset the carpet. But it was very much like, just sit in these two chairs under this uh, pyramid. And we're in this little room with, like, a like a conservatory window at the end uh, <laughs> where both of the sort of the pyramids are one behind the other. Um, I was in the sort of the rear pyramid... Yeah. And you ended up in the in the front one. I was yeah, I was in the in the front pyramid. And if you head to our Instagram, you'll be able to see a photo of us in said pyramids. You can see Sam looking very uncomfortable as she's put <laughs> in the pyramid uh, and given instructions. So there are these kind of reclined white chairs that have like a mat with wires in them. Yeah. Um, I was uncomfortable, John, because it was fucking cold. It was freezing. The room. So it's. And it's naught degrees as we're driving home. I can believe it was that in this room. It was the coldest room I've ever been in. I took my big warm coat off in order to better connect to the energies of the pyramid yeah. and instantly regretted it because it was so, so cold. Um, so I think here we should put in our hot take. Okay. Hot take recording. Okay, okay, listeners, get ready. Here we go, this is us. So here's our instant reaction afterwards and then we'll talk through what it was like beat by beat. Um, but yeah, so she puts Sam in the chair and you have to lie on this mat with wires in it on this reclining chair and you've got two of the dumbbells in your hand. 
Well, yeah, picked up, there were on little hooks on the side of the chairs and I picked up the first one and I noticed it still had its a £325 price tag for one. Beautiful, lovely. Um, and it had a little um, crocodile clip, like you use in secondary school when you're learning about electrical circuits, yeah, yeah. like a little clip clipped onto it that was then underneath the mattress and then clipped onto the other dumbbell which was in my other hand. So I snap a photo of Sam yeah. <laughs> and then real and then go, okay, I'm gonna step back and I'll get into my uh, um, into my pyramid. Um, and uh, yeah, as you say, Sam, she was definitely more attentive. She'd sort of just let you sit in the chair. Yeah. She was a bit more attentive with me. But I, was, I had nothing, yeah, there was yeah. no interaction. But so you put in and there are headphones yeah. to put on. Um, and so I sat in which was awkward to get into because i didn't want to bang my head on the pyramid um i've got my i've got my spiritual dumbbells to hold yeah i've put my um uh oh no i don't think i'd put the headphones on at that point um and like as soon as i was sat down she just started walking away and as she went i went oh so um is there anything should i hold these a certain way is that should i focus on anything uh and she went no no just listen yeah Cool. Oh, okay. So, what was in the headphones was uh, Buddha Maitreya just like droning on. He was talking about invoking the groups. I invoke the group of lawyers. I invoke the group of spiritual. I invoke the group of blah, blah, blah. And then he started talking about my inner and outer cleavage, which made me laugh very much. He was invoking all sorts of animals. And then the, it would kind of, the speech would wane, uh, go like slow down a little bit. And I'd be like, okay, well, maybe at this point I could kind of shut my eyes. I could try to meditate in a way that I know yeah. how. And then it would be like, bing! And that's not me being horrible. That's literally, it was, I was trying to listen for any words and it was no words. It was, it was very odd. Was and so I don't know, funny. like, mine. I think my track kept skipping a little bit somehow. So there'd be like a bit of him talking, I, Jesus Christ, open healing, open peace in the world. And then there'd be a bit of quite nice like shamanic drumming. And I'd go, okay, this feels a bit more meditative. This feels a bit more. And then it would like skip and and then he'd come back in. Or there'd be a nice like bongy bit. There was a good bongy bit on mine. It was um, all quite discordant, though. None yeah. of it was pleasant. And it was I found it really hard to focus on what he was saying as well. Because, it because was so the sound, it yeah. was boring. There were there was like too many layers of sound. Yeah. It wasn't you couldn't sort of settle in any of it. And um, as I first lay back, yeah. I really wanted to look around and I was conscious of not doing that too much because I thought that would look suspicious. So to begin with, I had my eyes open and I was just looking up into the uh, the sort of the shape on top of and within the capstone of the pyramid. Yeah. And I'm gazing at this spiritual technology, Sam, and the mood is immediately ruined as I notice that the geometric healing shapes above me yeah. are all just fucking zip tied together. Tied blue tacks together. Didn't you see it at the very top? Did yours yeah. have, was yours like full of blue tack? No yeah. spiritual welding or connection to these shapes. No. Just zip ties that had been cut. Yeah. Yeah, just the uh, little tiny zip ties all over the place. Holy, holy zip ties. Um, and 
Yeah, so I spent a bit of time looking at that. But obviously, because the music had made me laugh and because Kathy had so like loudly walked out of the room into a room that I'd noticed said sandwich fridge inside, um, that I was like, well, I heard that she's gone. So I was, I had my eyes wide open because I'm a rebel, <laughs> looking around the room and I noticed uh, some objects <laughs> around. <laughs> So there's a large display cabinet that's got 35 prayers and it's got some invocations and blessings, big photo of Buddha Maitreya. But in front of that are two boxes of the soft cheese borsan. <laughs> and don't, don't be mistaken, listener, because Sam later showed me yes. and I thought, oh, maybe it's like shelving and someone's just temporarily put it on the shelf. No, it's a glass doored cabinet. Yeah, a glass, like a display cabinet. Like someone had put them in and then shut yeah. the cabinet. Like, oh, we'd better keep our borsin in here in case someone takes it. Oh, gosh, it was very funny. So um, I was glad that she'd left the room so that we had a bit of time to ourselves. But like with the other room, she made a big deal of the fact you could close all the curtains and enclose it. Yeah. Nothing. None of the curtains were closed. No. Bright light coming in from the window. Yeah. But that was, I found that the most peaceful part of it because there was some light. Oh, I was too far away from it. I couldn't kind of um, engage. But she'd gone into this little side room that later I had a nosy and saw was like a little kitchen, which would explain why when I finally closed my eyes and lay back and thought, oh, I'm really going to try and actually, I'm really going to try and actually meditate and just see what what I feel trying to do this in some way or, or sort of doing it without expectation. And I was again immediately distracted and the spiritual feeling was immediately stopped because I could smell like meat. It smelled like gravy cooking. And I mean like brown gravy, like English gravy. It smelled like gravy. It was very funny. So I think clearly she'd gone to have something to eat in the kitchen while we were in the thing. But we'd, on the rest of our Glastonbury trip listeners, had gone into three or four other shops which are purposefully designed to sell nice smelling incenses and sprays and uh, <laughs> uh, 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 what do they call it? Ar- ar- aromatherapy things. Um, so we'd been in loads of shops that smell amazing We've and spiritual. Our senses have been saturated in essential oils for the rest yeah. of the day. And we were suddenly in this freezing cold room under a zip tied pyramid just <laughs> smelling meat. <laughs> and I found that so distracting just smelling meat name of your sex take (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then I went oh is it bacon actually it smells a bit like someone's having a bacon sandwich and then there was like a really loud like coffee grinder sound for like three minutes like it could yeah a coffee grinder or maybe like a power tool like as we started our meditation and the volume in the headphones wasn't loud enough that it drowned anything else out but then also because um i i don't like wearing overhead headphones when i know i can't hear what's going on around me so i had like one on and one off so i could listen but it just went it was worse (laughs) yeah it was so distracting and then i heard and then the other woman i heard the other woman the grumpy woman come back because yeah. she came back in and then was banging cupboards and shelves out in the entrance area. Yeah, it was very, very, uh, very peaceful and meditative, wasn't it? Wow. Um, and yeah, and and genuinely, I think we've both said you know we meditate and have had you know positive experiences with that and can feel the benefits that come with that. I felt 
other than a slight itch on my chin. Right. Nothing. I didn't, I couldn't, even when I tried, I couldn't feel like, you know, you can sometimes feel like a buzziness of the skin when you're focusing like that. I felt nothing. No. I didn't visualize anything. No. I didn't feel calm or relaxed. No. It was uncomfortable in the chair. Yeah, the chair was uncomfortable. The items were uncomfortable to hold. The sounds were shit. The uh, chair was not comfy. The room was freezing. Um, I was trying to focus on my breathing because that's my access for meditation. Yeah. It's just like, can I feel my breath moving in and out? And I just couldn't because I was laughing too much at the cheese cabinet. <laughs> And I was trying to deep breathe and just smelling meat and going, this is horrible. This is the least spiritual thing ever. Um, and then there was one moment, Sam, where, and it felt, it did feel long. Cause I was going, I don't really know, how, is she going to tell us when it's been 10 minutes? Yeah. Am I supposed to judge it? Um, I was trying holding my dumbbells in different ways. And I thought, okay, la, and I'd had a little bit of a look around. Uh, and I thought, okay, um, Oh, and I'd seen at one point she walked through scrolling on her phone oh, yeah. and I heard her briefly say to um, to the other woman, oh, it's been a really difficult day or a really, um, like, quiet day or something. They were moaning about what their day at work had been like while we were there with our headphones in. Um, and I thought, okay, this has got to be near the end now. I, this is going to be my last push. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sort of lying here. I'm waiting for a message I'm waiting for su su come on brain give me something you're in a sacred pyramid receiving the energy and blessing of Buddha Maitreya of actual Jesus the actual Jesus and the only thing that came in my head was this is just empty yeah there is the, the yeah that, that was the, the phrase in my head and just the feeling that even compared to other things where you feel there's at least some sense of the sacred or of people's dedication to it, this just felt totally empty and totally hollow to me. Like when you walk into a church yeah. and even though you don't believe in God, you can still feel that it's a spiritual place. You can still feel it's a, a yeah. place for prayer. This wasn't. This was a yeah, no. a, an orthodontist. Yeah, there was no, there was no spiritual feel to it it just felt yeah boring and empty and then i think before yours did my audio then just faded out yeah which i assume was the timer yeah which i think again is cheap because <laughs> it's just on a loop it's not yeah. there's not a, don't be misled listeners that this is like it leads you through a guided thing it's just an unending loop of him saying random things um, and then again I sort of sat there for a minute going well I want to see if she comes to stop us or and she didn't in fairness but at that point I thought I have to get up because I am bored and uncomfortable now um, and then fortunately I saw Sam move I should say there was one moment after I closed my eyes where I opened it and I couldn't like for a while I'd been able to see like the back of your head or your arm oh, yeah? and I could see nothing oh. and I was like is Sam gone? Has she got up? Is she okay? Yeah. Um, but no it was alright. 
yeah, no, I was okay. I was very bored and I was restless. I was playing around with the little crystal guys. I was trying to, like, I was looking at them. Yeah, they I had weird little dots of glue on them, did you notice? Yeah. At the top and bottom Again, of the crystal. Again, not great presentation for the... No, it's just it a, actually is. It was just a bit of tap. After yeah. 800 yards, keep right. It was just a bit of tap that they were trying to... Well, they weren't really trying to sell it either. They really try and sell to us. And so, again, in the sort of... And again, in the sort of ambivalence of it all, she then came back and sort of stood in the doorway and went, how was your meditation? Um, and I think, Sam, you went, oh, fine. <laughs> fine. Yeah. And I went, oh, it was relaxing, which is the only word I could think of, because it wasn't. And she just turned and walked away. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to the woman. No. Like, it was fine. I sat in a chair for 10 minutes. What did you want? But then I wonder if we'd have said like, oh, I felt so connected to yeah, the yeah. universe or something, if she would have had a different reaction. Maybe. But that, yeah, because she went straight back to her chair and her MacBook at that point. Yeah. And I, again, we were sort of stood there going, is that... Okay. Again, there was just like no presence to it. It was yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, fully bizarre. I mean, I guess fair play in not trying to hard sell us... Um, and recruiters beyond recommending that we go on his YouTube channel we, yeah recommended that we go on his YouTube channel and that uh, she said as we were kind of gathering our things she was like oh well thank you for finding us and maybe someday you'll find us again but that was kind of as much as the of yeah. the um, comeback cheerio but be back soon that's as far as that went yeah um, yeah so then we had this very awkward phase as we were putting our shoes on um, and there were this there was this sort of magazine of his prayers everywhere um, that didn't have any price tags on it that I was looking at. And I was just sort of going, I'm ju- I just want to show I'm interested. I, w- I just want to see if they go for any level of interest or something from us. Oh, no. Um, and did that distractedly after I put one shoe on and not the other yeah. one. Um, but nothing. And then I put that down and then I was sort of still looking around, trying to look interested while putting my other shoe on. Um, And I briefly made eye contact with her and she looked away. And I was like, this is so weird. There's no kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It was it was a very odd vibe at that point. Hey, maybe she was like, oh, he picked the rainbow crystal. That's him out. <laughs> and that she- Well, so I, so I bottled it, Sam, because what I wanted to say at that point, because um, one of the things I've read, um, we'll do this when we get back to a, a proper recording space and we talk about this group. One of the things I learned in their about section is that Buddha Maitreya has pledged to end the LGBTQ movement. Oh. Um, and I was working up a way to say to you, oh, I must bring my husband here next time. Yeah. He'd really love the sound and try and see her face. But she, by the time she'd sat down and the other woman was sat facing away from us, I wouldn't have been able to see their reaction when I'd said that. And it felt like I'd lost the moment to, and I felt a bit awkward about it. And so yeah. I bottled it in that moment, which I wish I'd said it to see what oh. their faces did. We should have found a way to make it like our husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we should bring our. Oh, that would have blown their, in. blown their mind. Um, 
And then, but, yeah. So, yeah, maybe she was like, oh, this lady's grumpy and this guy's gay, so nah. Yeah, maybe. Um, and it was clear at that point, I think, that we weren't going to buy anything. Maybe we should, if we'd look more interested in buying a weaver. Um, I should have got my just credit card out yeah. and moved it around a bit. Um, and, you know, like the little ones, because they were little tiny ones. Yeah. And they're quite pretty. If they'd been like... 30? 30 quid. Maybe I would have, for the sake of the banter and having one, maybe I would have purchased one. Um, but no, they are far, far too expensive. Um, and with that, we slowly and awkwardly left. Yeah. And then we're just in hysterics outside, as you'll have heard in our, in our first hot take reaction um, to having been in... Um, and I'm glad we had the same reaction, Sam, of just nothing. Yeah, absolutely no spiritual connection whatsoever. Even like in other shops, right? Like even in the really nice uh, uh, candle and uh, yeah. incense shop, uh, Star Child. It's amazing. Lovely. Look on their website, listeners. They do great stuff. Um, that felt like a spiritual place. Yeah. Even the goddess temple. You which I find a bit weird yeah, has a nice it. feel to it in some ways or has like a a, a feeling of like contemplation and something to it yeah exactly um, I felt more spiritual in the tantric sex stuff shop <laughs> than I did in that meditation you loved the tantric sex shop <laughs> it was funny like some of it was nice yeah. some, some of the art was nice some of the art was inexplicable like, it was fun I kept looking at the guy behind the counter and going, do you have tantric sex? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you should have asked. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have done it. It should have been the open uh, place. Um, yeah. Um, so suffice to say, we are not convinced um, from our encounter of their centre. Um, it did look with that little garden and kitchen out the back, like maybe a couple of them do live there. And she was clearly not English, right? So I think, but clearly not many. I think it must just be her and a couple of other people yeah. and they just run that little centre there because it wasn't quite big enough to be like a big thing. No. Although he came there in the summer, was that the summer last year? We saw it advertised that he was, oh, yeah? I think he does come over and visit. So we might go back, listeners, if he, if Jesus is going to be there. Yeah. Because I would go and see Jesus. Um, so maybe they have a space where that, would happen because you couldn't do that in the little healing rooms um but yeah a very odd very kind of every time we visit the these groups there's a weird vibe and i'm never sure how much we bring to that right because we know the strangeness of the group or the yeah. um the background of it and Wait, i will yeah um but this just felt kind of it's basically just a shop. I think that's that's my takeaway, is that it was just a shop. But it, they also made no effort to sell us anything. No. So it's basically just a room. And they mustn't sell those things very much, right? No. There's no way people are going in and buying that stuff. No. You're not going to be like, oh, I ran out of, um, uh, what are they called? Ethereum dials. What are they Etheric called? weavers. Etheric weavers. Yep, there we go. Ethereum's a currency, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. uh, but yeah, you're not going to like be missing one of them. Yeah, bizarre. Um, but I'm glad we went. 
I'm glad we survived yet another cult uh, in real life. Um, and we will be back with you um, shortly uh, because here is the surprise, listeners. Um, you will have seen the title of this episode is, I think, uh, uh, Two Cults. You'll have to go into the co-op car park and come back out and go up. Um this is our 50th episode. It's a special. We're not visiting one Buddha-themed cult, listeners, but in fact visiting two. So we will be back shortly for our second Buddhist cult meditation experience. Uh, and then we'll have a part two of this episode, a second episode, where we'll tell you all of the details of these two cults, um, both of which are, are identified as being cult or high control groups. So we're not just... Uh, targeting something weird uh, but we're going to give you our meditation experiences first and then we'll be back in a proper recording room uh, to tell you all the details and scandals of these two groups but first um, Sam we've uh, we've just been to uh, to have some pyramid healing how would you like to uh, tomorrow night go and do some uh, some meditation uh, at a different cult would you, would you fancy that I would love to so we will uh, we will be back shortly in your ears, listeners, tomorrow night for our second round of Buddhist meditation. Um. Um. Bye. We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cosmic being. I found out that I was actually a